Hi, welcome back to Idgits and Aspects, a supernatural podcast. I'm Lynn. And I'm Rochelle. And I just want everyone to know that I have been drinking. <laughs> I'm working on a little bit of a drink, but I have to drive after this. So I'm going to like do a weak one and kind of like sip it for a while. <laughs> yeah, I have also been just sipping, but I also had a bunch of Dramamine. So <laughs> I feel pretty fucking good. <laughs> So just so everyone knows. Okay. <laughs> it's important. Today, we're talking about season six, episode two, called Two and a Half Men. We start out at a woman's home. She's screaming and running away from something while holding her baby. She runs up the stairs and into a bedroom. She picks up the phone, but it's been disconnected. She takes her baby and gets under the bed. The baby is making some noise, so she lightly covers the baby's mouth. That would be so hard trying to keep a baby quiet. I know, because if they're they want to screech, they're gonna screech, and there's nothing you can do to stop them. You can't be like, you need to calm down because there's something terrible about to happen if you don't. You know exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, um, so, so she can see under the door that whatever is following them has stopped at the closed door, but the person moves on instead of coming inside. Then she sees her dead husband on the floor. The baby starts making lots of noise, and then someone grabs the woman's ankles and drags her out from under the bed. She screams and screams, and we get our opening title sequence. Okay, and I would just like to say that when the lady gets, like, dragged out from under the bed, like, the second she started screaming, Steve was kind of near me, and he, he went, right as she started screaming, <laughs> and I jumped so high. <laughs> That's funny. I was like, you're such a jerk, you know? <laughs> He's just like, hello? 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 <laughs> Are you like, sure he wasn't reacting to what was happening on the TV? Uh, I don't think he was, because let's be real, I've watched enough Supernatural at this point that he's never responded to, and he wasn't, wa- like, he was, like, sitting on the ground facing me, he wasn't watching the TV, oh, and okay. so he was, like, looking at me, but, like, he, st- he, like, his meow started at the exact same time as the lady's scream, and I just, like, jumped out of my pants, it was great. Uh-huh. That's funny. Oh, Steve. Okay, so we cut cut to Dean and Lisa and Ben moving into a house. Dean is in the garage. He uncovers baby's trunk and checks out the arsenal. Then he covers baby back up and puts the keys in his toolbox. He goes into the kitchen to help Ben and Lisa unpack. Ben is sitting at the table looking bored. Lisa says, what's up? Ben says, nothing. Lisa says, at least wait until you've checked out the place before you hate it. Open mind. That's all I ask. Ben says, yeah, all right. He gets up and says, I'll be back. Dean says, oh, hey, where's the fire? Dean says, not Dean, Ben. (laughs) Ben says, I'm just going to check out the block. Dean says, and let your mom unpack the kitchen by herself? Come on. I mean, that's a nice save, you know? It (laughs) was, like, I don't want you to go out, but, like, hey, you also should do this thing. I mean, technically, yes, he should, so. Yeah, he should. He's old (laughs) enough for that. Yeah. (laughs) How old do you think Ben is in this episode? He's got, Didn't I they noticed. Say he was like 11 or something. Oh, did they say it? I noticed that he had a couple zits on his nose. I mean. So 11 could be, yeah. I'm going to go with like 11. I don't know. I feel like for some reason I heard that he was 11 and I don't know why and I could totally be wrong. Maybe it's just like one of those things that's in my mind is like this is what is happening right now. But I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't hear an age, I don't think. But yeah. okay. Lisa says, we'll go for lunch later. Scope out the neighborhood, right? Dean says, yeah, sounds like a plan. To Ben, he says, come on, give me a hand. 
So we cut to Lansing, Michigan. Sam is outside the woman, uh, the woman from the opening title sequences house. He's been in a suit. Um, that's not what I wrote here. <laughs> <laughs> he's been in a suit, but now he's naked. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's the gin talking. Okay. Um, so he's in a suit and talking to a cop. He asks, where'd you find them? The cop says, we found the parents upstairs. Pretty brutal. Sam says, break in? The cop says, no, the alarm never went off. Sam asks, and he leads on the baby. <laughs> Steve is yapping. <laughs> I'm sorry. <Aww>. <laughs> he's he's got something that. to say. The last few recordings, he's just like, hey, hey, how's it going? Hey, <laughs> in the middle of it. He wants to be our special guest. I mean, he's our mascot, so there's that. But. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. <Sam> a- <laughs> That's okay. Sam asks, any leads on the baby? The cop says, none yet. Sam says, so what do you think? You think it's okay? Alive? The cop says, I did yesterday. So we cut back to Dean. The doorbell rings, and it's the pizza man delivering. (laughs) (laughs) We'll know about that later. (laughs) Yep. The pizza man. The pizza Um, man. After Dean closes the door, Ben and Lisa are staring at him. Dean says, what? Lisa says, I thought we were going out. Dean says, oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm sorry. Lisa says, sure, I'll check for plates. She's ben like, is disappointed. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, she is so on to him. Oh, for sure. So we cut back to Sam leaving the dead family's house. He's on the phone with Samuel. Sam says, hey, so I've been all over this. No sulfur, no EMF. Starting to think maybe it's not our kind of thing. Samuel says, four couples slaughtered in one part of the state within days of each other. That's four babies taken from locked houses. Explain to me how any of that is natural. Sam says, no, no, I agree. It's awful. I'm just saying. This one might be on the police. Samuel says, so either we got monsters grabbing babies to make baby stew, or we got a bunch of psychotic yokels grabbing babies to make baby stew. Either way, it's baby stew. Baby stew is not a good thing. (laughs) Yeah, that's disgusting. (laughs) That's really gross, actually. Samuel says, sorry, am I boring you? You got some place to be? Sam says, no, I get it. Samuel says, good. You know, sometimes I wonder about you. Sam says, sometimes I wonder about me too. Samuel says, well, I will go back over everything, see if there's anything we missed. Sam notices a security company sign outside the house and says, hey, the detective said the alarm in the house never went off. You mind taking a quick look, see if anybody else has a system for Harper Kane security? Samuel says, yeah, sure. Any chance I get to hop on a computer? (laughs) <laughs> they hang up he's clearly thrilled with the whole situation <laughs> oh yeah the whole computer thing which is funny yeah. because usually that's sam's job but like he's kind of almost turning into like a dean in this situation you know like it's like oh, yeah. the original sam is now our our sam and then you know sam is turning into dean yeah we don't see sam doing the research he's doing the grunt work yeah you know yeah mm-hmm. Okay, so we cut to Dean walking into the garage and finding Ben in baby's trunk holding a gun. Dean says, what the hell? Hey, hey, give me that. What do you think you're doing? Ben says, I just wanted to see it. Dean says, listen to me. Don't ever open this trunk. You understand me? Ben says, okay, sorry, but I don't get it. You had your own rifle when you were my age. Dean says, Ben, mark my words. You will never, ever shoot a gun, ever. Ben says, I know what's going on. You think something might be coming for us. Dean says, there's nothing coming for us. Ben says, I could do what you do. You could teach me how to shoot. Dean yells, shut up about the freaking gun, okay? Ben says, okay, sorry, I'm sorry, and he leaves. 
I mean, kind of freaked out a little bit, not going to lie. Not called for, man. I mean, yeah. I get it. Like, I'd be freaked out, too, if all of a sudden you, like, go out into a garage where you think all this stuff is locked up and there's your kid's holding a <laughs> sawed-off shotgun, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's a problem. Ben clearly yeah. knows he's not supposed to be in baby's trunk, and to find him holding a gun, of all things, like, that's terrifying. Yeah. You know, but... Like, but oh, Steve. But Ben is just asking about it when Dean freaks out. Dean didn't freak out because Ben was holding a gun. He freaked yeah. out because Ben wants to be a hunter. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the gun situation as much as it was just the situation. Yeah. Okay, so we cut to Sam sitting on a park bench going over the case notes. His phone rings, and it's Samuel. Samuel says, you were right. Every family that got hit, Harper Kane security. So I pulled the client records. Sam says, right, to see if there's any other families that fit the profile. Samuel says, there is another happy couple walking and talking, six-month-old baby like all the others. Sam asks, what's the address? So we cut to Lisa approaching Dean in the garage. Lisa says, what happened? Ben's been locked in his room for hours. Says you yelled at him. What did he do? Dean says, nothing. Lisa says, what did you do? <laughs> Dean, I mean, Dean okay. says, he got into my tools. I shouldn't have gotten mad. Okay, so why do you think he lies to Lisa there? Because he didn't want Lisa freaking out that Ben was holding a gun, maybe? Oh, probably. I would assume so. Okay. Like, I, and I don't, and if, especially, because what was her, what would be her next question is, well, why was he holding a gun? Yeah. Because he wants to be a hunter, you know? like. Yeah, and Dean doesn't want to have that conversation. No, yeah. Yeah, Okay. Um, I mean, Dean's, I wouldn't, would you? <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> Dean says, I shouldn't have gotten mad. Lisa says, you want to talk about it? Dean says, about? Lisa says, yelling at Ben, keeping us in the house. Dean says, I'm trying to keep us safe. Lisa says, I'm not arguing. Okay, you're the expert. I'm just asking. You said that you and your brother killed whatever was after us, and then we moved just to be sure. So what is it, Dean? A monster or monsters in general? Dean says, I don't know. Something might come. Lisa says, what? Dean says, I can't predict what's going to come. Lisa says, I'm going to need some parameters. We have to live our lives. I mean, at some point, I have to work. Ben has school. Dean says, but if something happens on my watch. Lisa says, I know you're trying to protect us, but you're kind of scaring me a little too. So we cut back to Sam. It's nighttime. He parks outside the house and grabs his flashlight and gun. He lockpicks his way inside and finds a dead man and woman. He follows some bloody footprints into another room. Okay, Suddenly, and he walks right through the bloody footprints. Like, come on, man. Like, stay away from, like, making your own tracks so they don't think it was you or you were involved somehow. <laughs> yeah, that's not smart. Haven't like, you ever on. seen a CSI episode? I know, for real, right? Like, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Anyways. Okay, so suddenly Sam is attacked by a man who knocks his gun away. Sam pulls out his silver knife and cuts the man's arm. The wound sizzles and the man runs away out of the house. Sam hears some weird noises and checks under a table and finds a baby. So we cut to Sam driving. He calls Dean, who says, Sam. Sam says, I need your help now. Dean says, what's wrong? Sam says, I'm working this job. Dean says, dude. Sam says, look, I just need you with me on this, okay? Dean says, I'm out, and I'm staying out. We see Dean laying salt lines along a window. <laughs> Sam says, make an exception. Dean says, for what? Sam says, look, I'm 30 minutes away. I will drive to your door if you don't meet me. Dean says, what's so nuts you got to threaten a damn drive-by? <laughs> so we cut to Dean meeting Sam. Dean says, where is it? Sam says, strap down in the back seat. Welcome to the party, Gutenberg. 
So we cut to morning. Dean hands Lisa a gun and says, okay, show me. She says, I got it. We've been over this. Dean says, humor me. Lisa says, load clip, pull slide, safety off, safety on. Dean says, and salt the windows and doors. Lisa says, of course. Dean says, maybe I shouldn't go. Lisa says, it's okay. You want to go, so go. Dean says, Sam can handle this. Lisa says, Dean, no offense, but if you don't walk out that door, I'm going to shoot you. Dean nods and says, bet you're missing your ex right now, that boring one. Lisa says, God, shut up. Just be careful, okay? They kiss goodbye. So we cut to Sam and Dean meeting up again. Dean says, all right, so what do we know about this thing? Sam says, well, while it was, uh, that's not what he says. <laughs> Sam says, well, it was fast and it freaked when I cut it with silver. Dean says, all right, so that narrows it down to. Just Sam about everything. <laughs> yeah, Sam says, a ghoul, a zombie, a shifter, or about a dozen other things. Dean says, I don't recall seeing baby napping in the profiles. <laughs> Sam says, yeah, exactly. So they get into Sam's car and Dean says to the baby, well, feel free to speak up if you know anything. The baby smiles. The seatbelt alert dings and Sam says to Dean, seatbelt. Dean says, what am I in third grade? A car should drive, not be a bitch. It's like, this is literally, we've been driving around for our entire lives. And now because there's a baby in the backseat, you're going to freak out about me not wearing a seatbelt. <laughs> yeah. So uh, actually it's because the, the car was dinging because Dean wasn't strapped in. That's why. No, I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, okay. I'm Got sure it. they've driven around plenty of times without, you know, without seatbelts seat yeah. but now all this like it kind of seemed to me it was like he was trying to be all responsible because there's a kid in the car you know yeah so the baby starts babbling and then farts dean says yeah don't take it personal well we need to get some supplies sam says i got an arsenal in the trunk dean says not that kind so we <laughs> cut to the boys at a grocery store dean says all right i'm pretty sure there's some sort of paste or jelly you're supposed to put on their butt sam grabs a box of butt paste and says like that Dean says, yeah, grab that. <laughs> Dean puts some diapers in the cart. Sam says, so how do you know all this? Dean says, Lisa's got a baby niece, so I've been on a few milk runs. Sam says, huh. Dean says, shut it. <laughs> Sam says, I don't want to talk about it, man. <laughs> yeah. Sam says, I just said, huh. Dean says, I just said, shut it. The baby starts fussing, and Dean says, all right, we got to get moving. We got the waterworks in T minus 10. So we cut to the boys waiting in line. The baby is crying and everyone is looking at the boys disapprovingly. Dean says, come on, hang in there, buddy. Hang in there, man. <laughs> Sam says, Dean, make it stop. <laughs> Dean says, how? Sam says, everyone is staring at us like we're child abusers. Feed it. Dean says, we fed it. Sam says, then what? Dean says, do you think I speak baby? Maybe he needs a diaper change. Sam says, oh God, I hope not. <laughs> He's just like, you know, I yeah. hope that that, like, oh, man, I, I'm kind of like, I hope that he at least reacted at least one time like that to his own children. Like, I oh, hope yeah. there's no diaper change. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Okay. Oh, geez. Okay. So Dean picks up the tyke and starts mimicking the baby's cries. An older woman comes up and says, ah, oh, what's the matter? What's his name? Dean says, Bobby. At the same time, Sam says, John. Dean says, Bobby John. <laughs> the woman says, hi, Bobby John. Aren't you handsome? May I? Dean says, oh, uh, and hands the baby over. The woman says, I see now. Baby John's a little wet. No offense. You two look exhausted. I don't mind. Lord knows I've changed a million diapers. Then Dean notices some security monitors, and in it, the woman's eyes are glowing. 
Jean says, that's a real nice offer. Thank you. But I think we got it. The shifter woman says, oh, it's nothing. Happy to help. Dean says, give me the baby before I stab you in the neck. Sam says, Dean. Dean points at the security monitor. The woman takes the baby and runs. Dean tries to grab her, but her elbow skin slides right off. Disgusting. Okay, and also, like, clearly, like, why is nobody else, why are they going after, like, it doesn't make any sense to me why the boys are running after this lady who's clearly stolen their baby and nobody's doing anything about it. I know. They're all just like is, watching. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Like, something is clearly off, you know? Yep. So Sam grabs the baby from the woman and Dean tackles her. Dean pulls out a knife and the shifter yells, help me. A store cl- clerk yells, hey. The shifter says, he's hurting me. The clerk pulls Dean off of the shifter and Dean says, okay, all right. And then he books it out of the store. Sam pulls up in the car and Dean hops in. They speed away, but the shifter comes out of the store and gets Sam's license plate number. In the car, Dean says, what does a shifter want with a baby anyway? Sam says, you tell me. Dean says, and how the hell did it find us? Dean is struggling to buckle the baby into the car seat. He says, who designed this thing, NASA? (laughs) Sam says, you know, it could have been following me this whole time since the baby's house. Dean says, we got to get off the road. Get Bobby John someplace safe. Figure this thing out. So we cut to the shifter pretending to be a cop in a cop car calling, uh, calling in Sam's plates. We see the real cop is dead next to the uh, uh, the real cop is dead next to a pile of shifter goo. Disgusting, and it was the shifter goo of the lady that That's was right. trying to steal the baby. So you know, it's like the same shifter. It's not a bunch of them working together or anything. Right, 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 right. So we cut to Dean changing Bobby John in a motel room. Dean says, "Okay, all right. You know what? I'll pay you money if you sit still. This is like <laughs> digging and this is like diffusing an IED with poop." A poop IED. That's the worst. That is. All right. You are golden, baby John. Time to hit the hay. Dean starts humming a song and bopping the baby on his shoulder. Sam says, Dean, you're just going to make him cranky again. Dean says, shh, it's working. To the baby, he says, okay, if I put you down, you're going to be a man about it. Hmm?" (laughs) He puts the baby down and Bobby John falls asleep. Sam says, huh? Dean says, what? Sam says, nothing. You're just uh, actually not awful at that. Dean says, dude, I'm barely keeping the thing alive. (laughs) Sam says, no, no, seriously, you got a whole Dr. Huxtable vibe coming off of you. Which, okay, anymore is not a good thing to tell anybody. Yeah, that's not a a good vibe anymore. (laughs) It used to be a good vibe. It is definitely not anymore, though, for sure. Yep. Sam says, you're like father material. Dean says, yeah, well, I kind of had to be lately, you know, sink or swim, right? Sam says, you mean Ben. Dean says, yeah, I mean, Ben. I mean, I know he's not my kid, but I don't know. I'm starting to feel like, yeah, he is. When I think about the way we grew up, I don't know. I kind of feel like I have the chance to do something different with Ben, you know? Sam says, you sure about that? Dean says, what do you mean? Sam says, look, you clearly care about the kid, but moving them around, keeping them in lockdown, I mean, you do have them in lockdown, right? How is any of that different from how we were raised? Dean says, so you're saying... I'm not shoving anybody into this life, okay? This is temporary. Sam laughs and says, Dad always said it was temporary, Dean. Said it for 22 years. Look, I get it. You want to watch out for them. That's great. I'm just asking, how do you do that and not turn into Dad? Sam looks through some files and says, Crap, I can't believe I missed this. This house on Elm. The mother was killed. Baby was grabbed. But Daddy wasn't living in the house at the time. So he's still alive. What do you say we go have a chat? Dean says, I say let's. 
Then the baby makes some noise. Dean says, you go. Sam says, you sure? Dean says, unless you got a bad, uh, unless you got a badge for Bobby John. Yeah, I'm uh -huh. sure. So Sam They're leaves. playing the game of who gets to go out of the house and who has to stay back with the baby. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, I'm very familiar with that game. So Dean is drinking whiskey. Bobby John starts crying and Dean puts some whiskey on his finger and puts it in baby John's mouth. He says, it's good, isn't it? So we cut to Sam talking to the husband of the dead woman. The man says, I still can't believe it. I mean, it's one thing to die like that. The poor baby, just into thin air. No thanks to you guys. Sam says, well, that's why I'm here. You had filed for divorce? It's important. I'm sorry. The man says, she cheated on me. And well, I caught her. Sam asks, and you, did you know the other man? The guy says, no. I mean, I didn't catch her, catch her. She lied to me. We hadn't, you know, in a while. And then she's pregnant. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Sam says, and what did she say? The man says, she said it was mine. I know. And I said, that's impossible. And what is she talking about? And she says, don't you remember when you went out of town? You came back early. And we, Sam says, but she didn't. The husband says, no, I was at a damn softball tournament. Whoever he is, he's the father. So we cut back to Dean. Bobby John is chilling in his crib while Dean is enjoying the vibrating bed. <laughs> All of a sudden, there's That's a, a weird sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, whatever. <laughs> <sighs> All of a sudden, there's a splattering sound and the baby starts crying. There's didn't bloody... the baby sneeze? Oh, I didn't hear it. It was like sneeze. a and then it's, you know. Oh, like I didn't, I didn't notice off. that. I didn't notice I that. That's Maybe. What it was. Maybe. That's funny. Okay, so there's blood and goo all over the wall above the crib. Dean's cell rings and it's Sam. Dean says, Yeah? Sam says, I talked to the father. He checks out. The baby, I think the shapeshifter is his dad. Dean holds up a gooey baby that used to be white but is now black. <laughs> Not the same anything anymore. You know? Yep. Dean <laughs> says, You think? So we cut to Dean cleaning the baby who is crying his eyes out. Someone knocks on the door and says, manager, everything okay in there? Dean says, yeah, no, we're fine. Thank you. Good night. The manager says, there's been, there's been complaints. Mind opening the door, sir? Dean says, uh, it's not a good time. Just got out of the shower. The door starts rattling, so Dean puts the baby in the crib and grabs his knife. The door opens and the shifter, still looking like the cop, comes in. They tussle and then the shifter says, get out of the way. Dean says, not going to happen. The shifter says, a child should be with his father. Dean says, well, I got to be honest. I'm not really seeing the family resemblance. The shifter Lord says, yes. <laughs> I know. The yeah. shifter says, I'm not, I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about our father. They fight some more. And then Sam comes in and shoots the shifter who collapses. So I'm assuming that was a silver bullet because the Probably. shifter is dead. Okay. It would have to be. Yeah. Dean says, well, there goes our deposit. So we cut <laughs> to Sam and Dean and Bobby John driving down the road. Sam says, you know, it's pretty smart, actually. I mean, the shifter poses as a guard from a security company. Then it scopes out the fam. Dean says, yeah. Then daddy takes off and shifter becomes the daddy. A few glasses of wine, shakes mama's tree, comes back in nine months to collect its prize. I've never heard that term before, shakes I mama's either. tree. <laughs> Apparently it's a thing. <laughs> I like it. That's funny. Okay, Sam says, I didn't even know they had babies. I thought they were just freaks of nature, like X-Men style. Dean says, well, you learn something new every day, huh? They can't Sam's just appear out of nowhere. I know. Sam says, I've never seen a baby monster before. 
Dean <laughs> says, yeah, of course, it's not really a monster. I mean, it's still just a baby. It's not its fault. Its dad's a shifter. Sam says, right, but it's a shifter too. Dean says, still doesn't change the fact that we got to look after this thing. But what the hell are we going to do with it? We can't drop it off at an orphanage. They might get upset when it turns Asian. <laughs> Jesus. Jeez. <laughs> Sam says, Samuel. Dean says, what? Sam says, Samuel, he'll know what to do. Dean says, you want to bring it to hunters? Sam says, not just hunters. They're our family. Dean says, we don't know them. Sam says, I do. Not every hunter is a head case. I mean, Samuel is actually a lot like you. Dean says, I'm a freaking head case. <laughs> That's not comforting. <laughs> yeah. Sam says, we'll pitch a better idea then. Dean says nothing. Sam says, great. Samuel it is then. So we cut to the boys rolling up to the family compound, which has a gate guarded by armed men. Then Dean is holding baby John in a room with the rest of the Campbells. Gwen comes up and says, well, aren't you just the best disguise a monster ever wore? Ever wore? Dean gives her a look. And she says, I'm kidding, Dean. Relax. <laughs> like, dude, chill, man. <laughs> yep. Mark It'll stares okay. at Dean. Mark stares at Dean. And Dean says, oh, you got something to say? No? All right. Well, you just stand there and think at me. <laughs> Sam asks Samuel, so what's our next move? Samuel says, I got a couple ideas. Dean, let me see the little guy. Dean says, that's all right. I got it. Samuel says, what do you think I'm going to do? Dean says, you really don't want me to answer that question. Christian says, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Christian says, well, I'm curious, who exactly do you think we are? Dean says, hunters. Christian says, funny, here, I think, here I've been thinking we're family. Sam says, hey, let's not get worked up. Christian says, yeah, let's not. I totally need to take a drink. Hold on. Sorry. My throat <laughs> is good. just like so dry. <laughs> I just finished my, uh, my lemonade mix of things <laughs> oh what did you put in your drink um i think i just did lemonade and um what did i put it? oh i put vodka in it yeah yep that was it yeah mine's a gin and tonic so delicious what <laughs> <laughs> ew <laughs> <laughs> it's so good ew then ew <laughs> <laughs> okay so sam says here dean it's fine let me take him it's okay so sam takes baby john and gives him to samuel Samuel says, hey there. Oh, you're a big fellow, aren't you? Yeah, haven't held one of these in a long time. Your mom was the tiniest. She was bald as a cue ball. <laughs> I was too. I couldn't grow hair until I was like two. Oh, really? Yeah, I was a baldy. <laughs> now That's I have funny. all the hair to make up for it. So. <laughs> yeah, you have so much hair. I'm so jealous. <laughs> Dean says, all right, so what the hell are we going to do with him? Samuel says, raise him. Dean says, raise him. Samuel says, you got another suggestion? It's dangerous out there for him. Dean says, what about in here? What are we going to study? Uh, what, are we going to study him? Poke at him? Christian says, your mind goes right to torture. Don't assume that for everyone. Dean says, what exactly are you trying to say? Christian says, sorry, I heard what you majored in down in the pit. Dean says, what the hell's your problem, man? Christian says, you're starting to become a pain in my ass. Sam says, Christian, take it easy. Man, he's my brother. Samuel says, well, all done bristling. Uh, that's not what he says. He says, <laughs> he says, are we all done bristling up or what? Nobody's doing anything to him. Dean, when he's old enough, we throw it to him. He wants to volunteer to help out. That's fine. Mark says, could be great. Think of the kind of hunter he'll grow up to be. Dean says, you all are joking, right? 
I mean, come on. You can't Angelina Jolie a shifter. <laughs> give me the baby. <laughs> Samuel says, why can't you give me an inch of trust? Dean says, maybe because you two are back from the dead and I seem to be the only one who wants to know how the hell that happened. Sam says, you're not the only one who wants to know. Dean says, there's just a little too much mystery with this family for me to get comfy. Samuel says, then don't, but don't put it on us. All we're trying to do is invite you in. Christian? Christian says, yeah. Samuel says, you and Arlene, still no luck on the baby front? Christian says, not yet, no. Samuel says, but you want one? Christian says, yeah, we do. Dean says, wait, hold on. Samuel says, it's okay, Dean, it's all right. And he gives the baby to Christian and says, congrats, it's a boy, sometimes. <laughs> it's a boy, sometimes. <laughs> at, this, at this one moment, it's a boy. <laughs> yeah. Christian says, huh, the crap I do for this family. Dean says, you're kidding, right? Christian says, go to hell, Dean. Dean says, well, you have no business raising anything. Sam says, why, Dean? Because he's a hunter? Then a bunch of dogs start barking. Samuel says, check the back door. Christian gives the baby to Samuel, who gives the baby to Dean and says, downstairs, panic room. He'll be safe there. Go, we got it. Go now. So Sam and Dean take the baby. Samuel and the Campbells arm up and the shifter and a shifter walks in looking like Samuel. The shifter says, you have something of ours. I know he's here. I can feel him. Gwen shoots him in the back and he turns towards her. Mark stabs him with a knife, but the shifter snaps Mark's neck. The shifter grabs Gwen by the neck, but Samuel and Christian trank dart the shifter and he lets go of Gwen. The shifter is subdued and Samuel says to Christian, get the silver net. We're going to box him up. Then the shifter stands up and all the darts shoot out of him. Um, we cut to Sam and Dean in the panic room. Dean says, come on, Bobby John. You have to keep quiet. There's a crashing sound and Dean says, it does not sound good up there. Sam says, all right, I'm going to go. Stay with the baby. Sam goes to the door and looks out the window, but the shifter is there looking like Sam. The shifter rips the door off its hinges and enters the room. Sam tries to fight, but the shifter throws Sam away like he's nothing. Then the shifter morphs into looking like Dean. There's no goo, no skin ripping. He just becomes Dean. Dean says, what the? The shifter says, give me the baby. Dean says, no way in hell. The shifter grabs Dean by the neck and holds him up against the wall. Then he takes the baby and drops Dean. So we cut to Dean joining the Campbells upstairs. Samuel says to Sam, I'm pretty sure it's not a myth now. Sam says, yeah. Dean says, what the hell was that thing? Samuel says, we think it may have been an alpha. Like all monsters come from somewhere, right? Dean says, and you think that one was? Samuel says, king shapeshifter. First one who spawned all the others. There's tons of lore about it. Sam says, that's why it was so strong and why nothing we had stopped it. Samuel says, he said that he could find the baby anywhere, that he could feel it, like there's a connection. That's in the lore, too. Dean says, what the hell does it want with babies, anyway? Samuel says, softball team? I got no clue. <laughs> Dean, Dean says, great, well then how do we kill it? Samuel says, I don't know if we can. So we cut to Sam and Dean outside. Dean says, you know, it's funny. Sam says, what's that? Dean says, you know, just before you ganked the shifter in the motel, he mentioned a father, which makes sense now because he meant the alpha. Sam says, huh, yeah, I guess so. Dean says, did you hear him say that? Sam says, um, I don't know, kind of a hot moment, you know, why? Dean says, oh, because if you heard him, then you knew the alpha was out there. And if you knew the alpha was out there, then you knew he might come for the baby, in which case you were using the baby as bait. So was that the plan to use the baby as bait? Sam says, of course not. 
Dean, I just thought Samuel's was the safest place. That's all. Dean says, right, of course. Sam gets in the car, but Dean looks unconvinced. So we cut to Samuel on the phone. He says, no, I didn't catch it. It killed three of my people. I shot it full of elephant tranquilizer and it chuckled. To be honest, I'm not sure I want to find it. But yeah, we will find a way to catch it. Yeah, sure. I'll bring it right to you. Gift wrapped. And then he hangs up. So we cut to Dean coming home. It's morning. Lisa says, hey. Dean says, hey, where's Ben? Lisa says, bike ride. What? Dean says, I don't know what to do here, Lisa. I mean, if I knew for sure that the safest thing was, then I'd do it. Stay here and look after you guys or get as far away as I possibly can. But I don't know. And I get what I've been doing lately, you know, with the yelling and the acting like a prison guard. That's not me. You tell yourself you're not going to be something, you know? You know, my dad was exactly like this all the time, and it's scaring the hell out of me. Lisa says, Dean, can I be honest? Maybe we're safer with you here. Maybe gone. I don't know. The one thing that I do know is that you're not a construction worker. You're a hunter. And now that your brother is out there, things are different. You don't want to be here, Dean. He says, yes, I do. Lisa says, okay, but you also want to be out there. I get it. You're white-knuckling it, living like this. Like what you are is some bad, awful thing, but you're not. But I'm not going to have this discussion every time you leave. This is just going to keep happening, so I need you to go. Dean says, I can't just lose you and Ben. Lisa says, that's not what I'm saying. Dean says, you're saying hit the road. She says, Dean, if there's some rule that says this has to be either or, how about we break it? Me and Ben will be here, and you can come when you can. Just come in one piece, okay? Dean says, you really think we can pull something like that off? She says, it's worth a shot, right? So we cut to, the, to Dean in the garage smiling and untarping baby. We get our credits, and we hear baby's tires squealing away. Okay, so I, I, I've got a couple thoughts. Okay. Not a ton, but... <laughs> um, so I thought it was kind of interesting that like when um, Ben had the shotgun or whatever that he'd gotten out of baby, I, like Dean went full on daddy Winchester on him, like full military, like you do not do this thing, you know? And so it was kind of weird how like Dean turned into his dad really easily, you know? Yeah, that's <laughs> but true. Also like, seriously, don't make it so easy for him to find. Exactly. You know, Put your like, keys somewhere else. Like maybe on your frigging keychain that you have, have with day. you. Yeah. yeah. Like even if he knows that it's in the car, if he can't get to it, then whatever, you know, exactly. but like, you know, like I know that, you know, my, my dad has guns in his gun safe. I don't know the combination though, so I can't get into it, but I know they're there, you know, right. exactly. <laughs> like, it's just kind of like, okay, but Anyways, okay, so I thought it was really funny when they, when Dean is in the car with the baby and, uh, with Sam, and he, like, looks back at the baby, and the baby's kind of like, hey, 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 hey to him. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I would totally do the same thing, bro, you know? Like, yeah. Like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I would, too. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> I <know>. hey. <laughs> But, okay, I also, I kind of totally hope that, like, that's, like, Jensen, like, you know, boxes kids and, like, sings, you know, old rock songs to his kids, like, in real yeah. life. I just hope that that's something that happens, you know? I bet it is. I, I, I just hope so. I mean, I mean, okay, comparing, or comparing, um, considering what he, you know, named his twins, you know? Right. Which is Zeppelin. Okay, like, let's be real. There's yeah. got to be 
there's got to be some Led Zeppelin songs sung to that kid. Like, oh, yeah, for just sure. Gotta be, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, okay, also, how many, I love how, like, when they shoot the shifter in the room or whatever, and there's, like, a pool of blood, they're like, oh, we're not going to get our security deposit back. Okay, so, like, do they just leave the bodies there for, like, hotels to deal with? Or, like, do they clean it up? Like, obviously... They, they must clean it up. Otherwise, there'd be lots of crime scenes. Like, a like, ton of them. Yeah. But also, like, I don't know. Why, if they were able to clean it up all the way, why would they not get their security deposit back? Yeah, that's true. So, true. are they just leaving it? Or are they just not doing a good job? Maybe they're getting rid of the bodies, but not of all the blood and everything? Yeah. Yeah, like, maybe they leave the blood. <laughs> I don't know. Like, how... I feel like we need to know the answer to this question. <laughs> I've never yeah. really thought of it before until now. <laughs> yeah, me neither. But yeah, I was just kind of like, okay. Also, like, I thought it was hilarious how the baby changed into the baby on the diaper box because, like, that's what it saw when it sneezed. <laughs> oh my God, I didn't notice that. Yeah, it was the baby from the diaper box. I did not notice that at all. How funny. Yeah, like, so it was just, you know, whatever baby, I'm guessing, that would have, that, it, like, okay, but here's what I don't understand. It's like, the babies are, like, all six months old at this point, right? So, like, do the babies not, are, maybe they're not able to change until then, and so the shapeshifters just leave them for somebody else to take care of until they're like, oh, we might get caught sometime soon, and then they take yeah, them. Yeah, probably, yeah. They're like, yeah, I don't know, that's a whole weird situation, but I just thought it was hilarious, because that was, like, right up above the crib, and it's like, there's this baby diaper box with this baby on it, the baby sneezes and just kind of explodes its skin, and all of a sudden it looks like the baby on the diaper box. <laughs> I just completely missed that. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, that's why. I like, love it. Yeah, and I think, honestly, like, just whatever baby like if there would have been another baby around you know it would have just yeah, turned into, that, changed into that yeah but yep, you're right yeah I thought it was kind of funny but um okay when they showed the license plate on baby it wasn't the um what is it the k-a-z-2-y-5 or something what is that isn't that, that what it is um, yeah, I don't remember them showing the license plate on baby. They did. It was CNK8003. Oh, they had to change their, they changed their license plate, um, a while back. Uh, a long time ago, they changed it to that. Really? Yeah. I can't remember why. Like um, in the show for a purpose or? Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Like after, after one of them was like suspected of murder or whatever, they had to change the license plate. Yes. Huh. I don't for remember sure. that. Yep. So, okay, that makes sense. But I was just like, this isn't the right. What? I was like, what? You know, like, this isn't it wasn't right. something they talked about. It was just something that they kind of showed. Oh, okay. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. So, yeah, those are my only thoughts. I, I just got, I got thrown by the license plate thing for sure. Yeah. But um, what was your favorite moment from this episode? Oh, um, I think my favorite moment was probably at the end um, where Dina's talking to Lisa and she's like, you got to go. And the look on his face was heartbreaking. I know, but he looked like he looked kind of destroyed about it, but also like relieved at the same time. He did. And that, that, that part's not exactly my favorite part. It was more when she was like, Hey, like, that's not what I mean. Like, I mean that like, we're still a thing and you come back here when you can. 
Yeah. You know, and how does that not make her like the perfect woman for Dean? I know, for real, right? You know what I mean? That she is totally cool with that. Yeah. That's so amazing. does that mean that like from here on out throughout the whole everything, like Dean is actually got a girlfriend? Well, I know the answer to that and it's a big I mean, we spoiler, know the answer to so. this, but <laughs> yeah. like I mean, without knowing what we know, like because even knowing what we know, that doesn't totally necessarily make a difference. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. are they still together throughout the whole thing? Like, is Dean a taken man? <laughs> I just can't answer that. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, okay, I know the answer to it. But here's the th- <laughs> I'm trying to explain it in a way that's not getting rid of <laughs> giving away anything. But, like... Anyways, I'm just going to move on because it's going to be too hard. We'll talk about it once we're off, once we're not recording anymore. (laughs) Okay. No, I understand what you're saying, but, like, we know the answer, so, so, yeah. I mean, maybe I'm just forgetting something. It's very possible that I'm forgetting something. Oh, maybe. Okay. All right. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. What the heck is happening? Got it. Anyways, um, so, wait. Yeah, favorite moments. Oh, my favorite moment. Yeah, okay. what's your favorite moment? <laughs> I was like, what are we doing? I don't know. I don't remember. I got distracted. <laughs> um, so I think my favorite moment was just like all of Dean with Bobby Joe, Bobby John. Mm-hmm. Like all of it. He just like the awkward, but like was actually kind of good with the kids, but like was is the l- person that you would least expect to be decent with a human baby, you know? Right. Like, <laughs> Maybe you would, a puppy, expect, you would like, think that Sam would be more empathetic with, you would the, think with, so. with the little baby. Yeah. You but, would think Sam, so. but if you noticed, Sam kept calling the baby it. Yeah. Instead of he or she, even when he know before he knew it was, you know, a shifter. And it's like that thing in the back. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, obviously we, we know at this point that something is up with Sam. Yeah. Sam is like, not quite right. We don't know what it is, but we know yeah. that something's up with Sam for sure. Yep. So that's part of it. Yeah. Um, anyways, so, um, our interesting facts, let me pull them up here real quick. They ran off. Okay. Um, so it says Sam calls Dean Gutenberg, um, which is a reference to Steve Gutenberg from three men and a baby, which I have not seen. I've mm-hmm. heard about it. I think yeah. it's like, isn't it like somebody gets a baby dropped off at their door or something like that? It's like three guys living together and a baby gets dropped off at the door that is like one of their babies or something like that. And then I have no idea. I, and they all have to like raise the kid. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I could be thinking of something else too. I've <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't know. Baby daddy is a hilarious show. It's like the same kind of premise. It's like this guy and then his roommate and then his brother lives there off and on. But like the mom of the baby just kind of shows up and is like, here, here's the baby. And then like disappears, like pieces out. Okay. And so like, it's about these like young 20 something guys that are like having to raise a baby and have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> How funny. Yeah, I haven't Hilarious. seen it. But, um, uh, interesting facts. Um, it says, when Dean is lulling the baby to sleep in the motel room, he's humming Deep Purple's Smoke on the Water. Uh, the same song is played during the final scene of the episode. Oh, okay. Which, I don't know, like, why do you think they played it at the end of the episode, too? Like, was that supposed to be that way for a purpose? 
like he was thinking about the baby or something like that at the end. Yeah. And I don't know. Um, uh, this is the first episode that has the that has mentioned alpha monsters. Okay. And it's kind of implied that, you know, every monster has an alpha to yeah. an extent, you know. Um, it says the baby's name, Bobby John, references the boy's friend, Bobby, um, and their father, John Winchester. Um, the title of the episode is a clear reference to CBS sitcom of the same name, uh, which follows a rich uncle who takes in his brother and nephew and the mishaps that follow. Have you ever seen Two and a Half Men? I think I've seen a little bit of some episodes with every Charlie now Sheen. And then. Yeah, yeah. I've se- I, I don't think I've sat down and like watched a whole episode, but I've seen pieces. I've seen bits and pieces of it. I think beca- mostly I've seen a fair amount of episodes actually because you know, we didn't really like we had basic cable but nothing else and so yeah. Like that was one of the shows that was just on, you know. <laughs> yeah. But um it's kind of, it's pretty funny to an extent. My mm-hmm. mom hated it. Oh, I'm sure. Raunchy, yeah. apparently. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> There's worse things out there, let's be real. <laughs> oh my gosh, for sure. <laughs> um, it says the security systems installed in the houses of the victims is from Harper Kane Security. Um, in the show Two and a Half Men, the last name of the brothers is Harper. Oh, okay. So, um, it says Sam and Dean's cousin Mark Campbell is played by Flashpoint star David Pet. Cow, which I feel like was in the last interesting facts episode yeah, too. Yeah, so it was. Well, in case you forgot from last time, yeah, here it is again. <laughs> I want to say that I actually really like Christian and Gwen. I don't. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, the, the other I don't, Yeah, I feel like for me, I never really liked any of them. I mean, I don't. I don't like love their dynamic with the brothers, but in general. I just like the characters. You know how some characters um, aren't good, but they're yeah. Like, but you like them anyways. I yeah. Just, yeah. I'm stumbling all over what I'm trying to say here. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, <laughs> it's the gin, man. <laughs> it is the gin. Damn it. <laughs> but I do like them. I like them quite a bit. So yeah. I didn't. I didn't really care for Mark. So that's fine that he's dead. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I like I, the characters. I think from what I remember, like, I didn't mind Gwen, but the Mm -hmm. rest of them I didn't really like. Yeah. But honestly, I don't really, because I haven't watched these episodes, you know, more than once. So it's kind of like. I haven't either. Like season six, there's only a couple episodes in season six that I've seen a couple times. Yeah. Like French Mistake. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, The funny Mm -hmm. ones. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't like, I remember this storyline, but I don't remember a lot of the details about it. You know? I don't remember what happens, to be honest. I think I kind of do, but I'm yeah, not totally sure. You know, like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I think this is, you know, this is what happens or whatever, but yeah, I don't want to like stake any, I, I wouldn't put any money on it for sure. Yeah. Um, so it says, uh, this is the first time in the show that we see the characters actually facing their doppelgangers in a single shot. Um, usually when the actors have to play against themselves, the shots are over, or I'm guessing covers and not overs. Maybe it's called overs. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, or like an overlay maybe, uh, um, or close up coverage on one of the other or on one or the other. Um, this is of course a money saving technique. Um, but in this episode for the first time, First Sam and then Dean face the shapeshifter that has taken their form, and we see both of them on screen simultaneously. Yeah, cool. They seem together. 
Yeah, I never noticed that it was different before. I always kind of wondered how they shot those things where it's like, you know, in this episode, Sam is fighting shapeshifter Sam, right? And like, I think one's got their hand around the other one's neck and they're like, you know, fighting with each other. Well, like, how do you shoot that? Yeah. Like, do they have somebody stand in for that? And then just like, yeah, put I think the so. other, you know, like that's, that that's a lot of like technical work to like try and overlay the other person onto the, you know, person who's actually standing there at the time. Yeah. That'd be, oh man. I wouldn't want to do it, <laughs> but I am not technologically inclined like that. So nope, me neither. <laughs> I probably shouldn't do that because it would look horrible. <laughs> um, it says the shapeshifter behavior in the episode, um, especially when he was sitting in the car next to the officer he killed, uh, resembles the behavior of the T-1000 in Terminator 2, mm-hmm. which I have not seen. So I don't know. Okay. Um, but yeah. And then there's a, a body count of seven. <laughs> oh, okay. In this episode. Um, so yeah, that, those are our interesting facts. There's not a ton of them actually this time, but um, our research for this week is, so we tried to look up something in Lansing um, and this is close by. So this is off of, oh boy, WZZM13.com. I'm guessing it's like a, news site sounds like it yeah type thing newspaper maybe i don't know um and it so this is on seven gables road it's uh the title is haunted seven gables road lures thrill seekers to test fate beyond the gate listen this might be rough (laughs) so (laughs) hang in there because my mouth is not working correctly currently (laughs) you got this um So it said, in Dansville, Michigan, um, from hospitals to hotels, lighthouses to landmarks, and roads to restaurants, it's believed by many that gruesome histories and ghostly urban legends cling to certain locations around Michigan. Um, It says, one of the roads in particular is Seven Gables Road in Dansville, Michigan, um, which is a small community located about 25 miles southeast of Lansing. Okay. Um. It's revered as the most haunted road in Michigan, and whether the legendary backstory of what happened there is true or not, present-day thrill-seekers seem to always leave the area with countless unexplained and disturbing experiences. Uh, Seven Gables is a dead-end road off Dexter Trail, three miles south of downtown Dansville. Um, It's a broken, bumpy passage that surrenders to this dirt road where there's 5,000 acres of the state game area, said Jen Carpenter, who authored the book. Haunted Lansing. Um, there's really just one way in, and it's past a red wrought iron padlocked gate. Ooh. So, like, okay, if you're having to like go through a padlocked gate to get somewhere, you probably shouldn't go there. I'm just gonna throw that out there right now. But if you're going ghost hunting, that's exactly where you want to be. Hell yes. I mean, I guess, but like, yeah. let's go yeah. trespassing. Woo. Yeah, not my idea. Of a good time. <laughs> Uh, it is completely my idea of a good time. <laughs> maybe during the day. Like, that sounds like a hike. You know, yeah. like, it just sounds like, oh, going out on a hike. But, like, mm, nighttime, no freaking way, man. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> Not going to happen. Um, uh, it says the area is traversable only by foot and is overrun by rattlesnakes, coyotes, and many believe something else in an evil presence that can't be explained. 
Carpenter says she has visited Seven Gables Road many times and has never left without experiencing something odd. So, like, it's not just every once in a while that something happens. It's every time you're out there. Every single time, yeah. Yeah. Um, it says, one night I was beyond the gate and turned uh, my phone video camera on just to get a look around, and suddenly a very visible mist-type figure ran right past very quickly, said Carpenter. I saw it that night, not just on camera, but with my eyes as it ran by. <laughs> Um, <laughs> let me just insert my little barfy noises here. Um, <laughs> uh, the eerie happenings at Seven Gables are believed to be connected to a legendary story about the area that's transcended generations for a century. Uh, according to lore, a witch once lived beyond the gate and some marauders came through one night, uh, trapped her in her house and burned it to the ground, Carpenter states. Oh, that's Before, horrible. Yeah, awful. Um, before she died, the witch cursed the land, making it uninhabitable. Hell yeah, I do the same thing. I mean, yeah, like, ha <laughs> screw you. you know? yeah. <laughs> Never gonna happen. Um, it says, Carpenter says the curse goes on to state. If you are on the other side of the gate exploring her land and you hear a woman scream, the last person over the gate will be dead within three days. Ooh. Like, so what, you hear a scream when you just gotta hop the gate? You know, like. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, and then what side? Like, are you on the inside or the outside? Like, are you going in? Or are you going out? Yeah. Huh. I don't if know. If you're on the other side of the gate. Oh, exploring. Okay. So yeah. Like if you're on. Like her side Inside. Okay. The last person it. out off the land is going to die in three days. That's comforting. Oh, Jesus. That's like, yeah. who can run the fastest? I know. Really? Right? Like survival yeah. of the fittest, man. You don't have to go fast. You just have to go faster than the slowest person. <laughs> exactly. That's messed up. <laughs> Um, it says, and after, er, and years after the witch's curse, a family built a house on the land. Uh, the father started to go crazy, and then one night he killed his whole family by hanging them from the gables of the house. Oh, um, he then sent the he then set the house on fire and hung himself from what people call the hanging tree. Okay, that's like what is the name of that episode? We looked it up earlier. Um. um. The first one that the ghost facers are in with the house. Hell, with the, hell house. Hell, hell house. house. Yeah, that the like. What was his name? Mur Mordecai? Mor something? Mordecai, yeah. Mordecai, I think? Yep. That, like, hung Supposedly, his daughters yeah. or something, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all know it was just, like, a made-up story, but still, you know. Right. Um... Anyways, um, it says Christopher Greenshields, a lifelong Mason, uh, Michigan native, says that he has visited and hiked the trails past the Seven Gables Road gate for 30 years. That guy is a thrill seeker. <laughs> yep. Um, when he was camping with a friend one night, he says um, he heard the scream. It was dead quiet at two o'clock in the morning, said Greenshields, who authored the book, The Witch of Seven Gables, Volume One. <laughs> so turns out there's Oh my. Okay. Like <laughs> um, we heard what sounded like a woman screaming, and it was close. We started looking around for any sign of people, but didn't see anything. Uh, Greenshields also claims to be one of the few people who knew where the, the witch's house once stood, and when visiting the location, he's seen the concrete foundation protruding from the ground and chunks of large stones that were used to build the walls. So, like, but what I want to know is, like, did anybody actually die yeah. three days later? It doesn't say it, so I'm guessing no. Yeah. <laughs> um, it says, I found a hand-wrought hasp um, buried in the bramble near where the house was, added Greenshields. Um, it was rusty and clearly more than a century old. I brought it to the Mason County Historical Society for them to put on display. 
Um, on October 8th, 2019, both Carpenter and Green Shields were uh, joined by Lansing Area Paranormal Investigators uh, Gary Gerke and Kat Ryan um, on a paranormal investigation past the gate at Seven Gables Road. Uh, Gerke founded uh, the Michigan Area Paranormal Society in 2009, while Ryan is a psychic medium. Uh, so far, everything we've found out there has been urban legend, or er, everything we have found out here has been urban legend as far as the witch and the guy who murdered his family, said Gerke. That being said, there's a lot of paranormal activity out here, and we have no idea why. Hmm. Which is almost creepier. Yeah. It's like, it's not the creepy thing that you think it is, but it's something creepy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. No, thanks. <laughs> um, it says, every time I come out here, I pick up on different spirits, added Ryan. There have been nights I didn't want to be out here because I know we're being watched. What? <laughs> um, the investigation began around 8.30 p.m. It was pitch black along the trail beyond the gate. Uh, moonlight died at the top of the trees, making the pathway pitch black. So, like, the moonlight doesn't even, like, It doesn't do penetrate the trees, Yeah, yeah. Um, it says flashlights were required. Um, as the group began walking past the gate, their footsteps were the only thing disrupting the deafening silence. The deeper we go in, I get an icky feeling. Okay, and here's the thing. At nighttime, you're going to hear something, whether it's bats or, you know, little critters running around. Like, it's not completely silent at nighttime. Like, yeah. you're going to hear something, whether there's, right. like, you know, wind in the trees. You might hear some, like, rustling leaves a little bit, you know? Like, yeah. Dead silence is bad. <laughs> it is very like, bad. That means something is, some, something's going there down. with you, yeah. Um, it says, it didn't take long before Ryan saw something out of the ordinary. It says, I keep seeing something stepping out of the woods up here, Ryan said as she pointed down the path. There's two shadow people standing in the middle of the path facing us. Well, <laughs> the group continued to walk deeper into the woods. As you do, you know, like, why not go towards the bad thing? Yeah. <laughs> Um, it says, I just saw a flash of light up there on the left side of the trail, Gerke said. Um, in the paranormal community, little flashes of light are called orbs, which are considered to be energy patterns of ghosts or entities. Um, after walking for close to three quarters of a mile, the group stopped and Gerke turned his flashlight upwards and began illuminating a huge tree that was close to the trail. Um, this is what's been passed down in urban legend as the hanging tree, described Gerke. Legend has it that this big limb that used to come all the way over the trail was the spot where the gentleman who killed his family hung himself from. Uh, we'd always take pictures of this tree, and absolutely none of the pictures would turn out. About six or seven years ago, the big limb finally succumbed and broke off the tree. Every time we've been back here since, we've taken pictures of the tree, and they've turned out. Oh, weird. <laughs> Like, apparently it had a haunted branch, and it just yes. threw it off one day, and was like, <laughs> nope, we're done. <laughs> um, it says, the group stood by the tree for a while and began talking about some other connections to Seven Gables Road, including its real-life link to, the pair, to a pair of high-profile child murders in the area. Um, in 1970, Lori Hand's body was found here, or found out here, said Carpenter. She was 16 years old and the daughter of Lansing's mayor at the time. Her killer remains, her still remains at large today. Uh, oh, that's 30, awful. Yeah. 35 years later, the body of seven-year-old Ricky Holland, a resident of Dansville, was also discovered in the state game area near Seven Gables Road. Hmm. Uh, Ricky's adoptive parents had murdered him and coincidentally dumped his body in almost the exact location where Lori Murningham had been found, added Carpenter. Wow. Um, 
The group then began walking back toward the gate. Uh, Kat Ryan stopped a few times and took some pictures on her phone. Um, once everybody had returned past the gate, Ryan looked at the images and noticed some anom anomalies. Anomalies. <laughs> That's an anomaly right there, that word. <laughs> um, I caught some orbs on camera, said Ryan. These little flashes of light appeared and suddenly they were gone. It was a very active night out there for sure. Um, or out here for sure. Uh, so is a century old tale of Seven Gables Road all urban legend or is it real? Um, I have done extensive research and scoured through records and archives and have not found anything to prove anything of that nature happened out here, uh, said Carpenter. But I think it's a little much to just try and discount. Um, there's one certainty. Everybody's got a story about Seven Gables Road if they've been there, especially if they decide to test the fate beyond the gate. Um, the road is absolutely haunted out of Green Shields. Green Shields, absolutely. If you know of, oh, never mind. That's just saying if you know of anything, send them an email. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, gross. <laughs> so uh, what was your agent or aspect moment this week? Okay, so I take a bunch of vitamins, right? Like you're supposed to, and some of them are gummies. <laughs> oh, you don't take vitamins? You should take vitamins. If I remember to, I do sometimes, but yeah. I'm, not, I'm not very good at it. I take a bunch of vitamins, but some of the ones that I take are gummies, and they are fun names like Flawless Complexion, which, <laughs> you know, and like Glowing Skin and, and stuff like that. So I, I always order them from Target, mm -hmm. and um, I got a shipment of them yesterday. And um, Eric was unboxing them for me, and he hasn't looked at any of the names of them ever. And he yeah. grabs he grabs one of the bottles, and he goes, "Does this stuff even work? Is this even doing anything for you?" And then he oh. looks, and then he looks at the name of the one he's holding, and it's called Undeniable Beauty. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. I was like, um, and he goes, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> he's like, I'm so in trouble. Yeah. I was like, what do you think? And he's like, it's working. It's working. <laughs> it's working really well. It's yeah. the best thing. You should tell everybody to use it. <laughs> nice save, buddy. Uh, yep. 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 So, um, <laughs> Yeah. So I took a picture of the bottle. We'll put it on Instagram if you want to check it out. <laughs> of the, the offending beauty bottle. <laughs> the, yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what was your injured or aspect moment? Uh, okay. So I was on the phone with Lynn earlier before we were doing this recording. And um, I don't remember how it came up, but Killian was like, is, is Rochelle even an actual adult? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you little shit. <laughs> like, oh, and then he goes, I don't even know if she's really my girlfriend. <laughs> he goes, she might be one day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, maybe at some point when I have kids, like, if you know, that could be a thing, but, like, <laughs> probably not. But, like, listen, he can be my girlfriend for as long as he wants to be my girlfriend, and let's you be You mean real. boyfriend, yeah. By the time, yeah, by the time he hits, like, probably second or third grade, he's gonna be like, ew, gross! <laughs> oh, yeah, he's gonna be totally grossed out. So, so whatever. I'll, yeah. I'll take it while I can. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know, right? Like, good grief. Is she even an adult? Is okay, she even an um, adult? No, first of all. <laughs> but also. <laughs> oh, I know. He was like, he asked me, he was like, do you have to be an adult to podcast? And I was just like, yeah, which I don't really think is true. But I just said, yeah. And he was like, is Rochelle even an adult? <laughs> I was like, I don't remember having, yep, that, yep, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because apparently he's like, I don't know, like, does he, like, how old does he think I am? I've, I'll find out. I'll ask him. I feel like, is he nearby? You should just holler at him. No, he's not nearby. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, Kevin, how old is Rochelle? And he'll either be like, 103 or 12. You know, like, yeah. there's, no, there's not going to be an in-between there. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandaspetspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspects, a supernatural podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Idgits and Aspects podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.